Today, on what's the best that could happen from believing in myself, I would like to talk about changing identity. There's, when we want to make a change in our lives, there's different levels that that change takes place in. Um, there's behaviors, there's environment, there's belief, there's identity. I might be missing one, but there's different levels that changes take place in our lives. And a lot of people try to just change behaviors or environment or even try to change their beliefs, but don't ever change identity. And there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of people who study like habit making and the subconscious mind and whatnot that explain this process a lot better and in more detail than I am right now. But basically, if you don't change your identity around something or your like, if you try to change it at the level of behavior or environment, that might help a little bit, but it's not going to really change things on a sust in a sustainable way until you change the belief and identity piece. And there might are there might be one other level, but I, I can't remember for now. And I've been watching over the last months or maybe even the last year at this point. I've been watching my identity slowly shift into one of entrepreneur as well as slowly shift quite rapidly actually <laughs> shift into much more of a spiritual identity and I'm just it's it's little changes but you know I'm noticing that my I'm starting to notice little changes, which is really cool. Um, like when I first started on this journey of believing in myself, when I first started wanting to put myself out there in new and expansive ways, I couldn't, like one of my favorite podcasts now is the Mind Your Business podcast um, by James Wedmore. And I'm not sponsored by him, but it it's a fantastic podcast. And he calls it the first non-business business podcast. And there's a couple of other out there as well. Um, Tyson Sharps. But anyways, I'm getting distracted. Um, so when I first started this wanting to put myself out there and I came across James's podcast, I couldn't listen to it very long at a time like I had to take it in in small segments because the way that James talks is as if he's talking to you in some instances and the way that he talks implies that the listeners are entrepreneurs that they have that identity and I didn't yet have that identity and I didn't yet feel comfortable in like that identity was still 
so far away from who I was being at that moment in my experience that hearing him talk in a way that implied that I was an entrepreneur. Yeah. Excuse me. My brain, my habits, my, it just rejected it. Um, whereas now, like, I've been noticing some of those identity shifts of like, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. Like, yeah, I'm building this. I solve problems. Like, that's, those sort of shifts are starting to be more easily seen for me on my own path, which is really cool. And, I mean, like, I've always been resilient. I've always been able to adapt to things. When you live with a physical disability, and even to some extent when you live with mental illnesses and difficult conditions like that, you sort of have to be really good at adapting to things. But it wasn't until recently that I realized that I've started shifting into that solution-based mindset, that solution-based identity of there is always a way to get there, that solution-based, the answers are available. And, you know, like, I remember listening to one episode on James Wedmore's podcast where he was talking about how he went to a concert and he wanted a t-shirt, but the line for the t-shirt was super long. And so he basically, like, in order to solve the problem and also get his t-shirt quickly, he, like, went to someone towards the front of the line and was basically, like, I forget what I forget how he phrased it. It was basically like if you go up and physically buy my t-shirt for me, like I'll also buy your t-shirt. Um so basically he like gave this person the the money um to buy the t-shirt that they were going to buy for themselves and also buy a t-shirt for him while they were up there since they had already gone through the line. And they were like, what? You're going to buy this t-shirt for me? Like, yeah, of course I'll do that. And he ended up being able to get his t-shirt and be done with it in like five minutes instead of however long this super long line was. And like, and now I understand with that example, like you have to have a certain amount of money and a certain amount of comfortability with understanding that money is always going to flow out and always flow back in, that it's a cycle. Um, and, you know, with that example, like, there's a lot of people who might not necessarily be able to do that and, and might say that that's a privileged way of looking at it. But the... And you wouldn't be wrong. But what I'm specifically pinpointing here is that a solution exists and I can find it attitude that he had in that experience that I'm starting to really notice in myself. And, you know, just 
little things like figuring out how to work with the aspects of the way that my brain works, um, figuring out ways of getting around my executive dysfunction, figuring out ways of making my hyperfocus work for me instead of against me. Um, like with my testosterone, for example, I'm notorious for not ever taking my dose on time because of my executive dysfunction and because of my getting distracted. And I say that I still haven't taken it, but, but <laughs> I moved where my shot was, where it normally, like where the supplies normally are. I moved it closer to my bed. Um, and then from there, after going past it a couple of times, then I was like, okay, well, I might as well, you know, move the supplies onto, onto where I'm sitting so that I can easier access it. Um, and I do those things when I have the thought, when I have the impulse. I've gotten a lot better at taking inspired actions. And on the note of action, I'm learning... I'm learning to embody, like I've logically learned, but I'm learning to embody that actions, taking inspired actions is how I'm able to shift my beliefs and shift my identity easier about myself. Um, because every time that I sit down to meditate, you know, that's an action that I'm putting towards or increasing, you know, that, that thought process of I am a spiritual person, person, I, you know, I value understanding how my mind works and understanding when to, you know, sit back and not do anything versus when to do action. Um, every time that I go back to working on my course is an action that reinforces that belief that I have something of value to put out. It reinforces that identity of being an entrepreneur. And it's just been really fascinating for me watching watching the process of my identity shifting. Um, and like I, I can come up with different examples in, in other aspects of my life as well. I just, it's really cool. <laughs> it's really cool to, for me personally, to just, take a moment sometimes and reflect on where I am and how I got here. For example, I have no qualms about however long I'm talking right now. And however, however, like chaotic or not making sense, I might sound like right now. Like my ego is saying that I'm all over the place and that this isn't going to be helpful to anyone. 
but the part of me that was inspired to record this process, this, the part of me that was inspired to record this podcast knows that every time I record a podcast, I'm taking another step towards believing in myself, towards valuing myself, because I have to value myself and my voice and my thoughts enough to put them out there in the first place. And so it's one of those chicken or egg things where I don't necessarily know which one comes first because it's always shifting in the moment, but I can still trust that this is helping me get there. Even if I, if my ego, excuse me, excuse me, (laughs) even if my ego and my thoughts along the way are chaotic or unorganized, I can still trust that taking the action is helping me get to where I want to be and letting it be imperfect is fine. (laughs) Like if you go back and listen to some of my previous episodes, I am not saying I've totally cured my perfectionism because that's, it's a process, um, lots of healing to do, but like I am much more relaxed recording this episode and letting it be somewhat chaotic than I was in some of those first episodes because I've done this process enough now that my brain is starting to understand it, starting to get used to it, starting to see some of the really amazing moments that have come from just sticking with it. And that just feels really valuable. And I wanted to take a moment to take note of that and to put this out there in case it might help someone else as well. So with that, I love myself and I love you. Thank you so much for listening.